Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Löwenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Cecilia and I'm the marketing manager at Brightvision. Today we're going to talk about how virtual events produce high client turnover rates in a post-COVID world with Ike Kehal, the CEO of Social27. Welcome to our podcast, Ike. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Cecilia. It's my pleasure. Great. So uh, can you please start with uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up where you are today? Wonderful. Yeah, sure. Um, so I uh, I would say kind of started back working in Microsoft in uh, early 2000, or actually year 2000. Uh, did that for a few years. I uh, was mostly focused on uh, worldwide events and uh, partner marketing mm-hmm. and uh, did get to travel across the world in Sweden as well, uh, um, you know, for a few times. And so just kind of saw um, how B2B marketing kind of happens in different cultures, different countries and different regions. And um, uh, that was what I did for about eight, eight, nine years there. And then I decided to graduate from corporate life and uh, start you know, my own company uh, with my co-founder, who actually is also my brother. Uh, and he also used to work at Microsoft and was a developer. So he had some ideas around enterprise collaboration. Um, and that is what we decided to go ahead and build. Um, was perfect timing because right as soon as we both left Microsoft, <laughs> 2008 happened, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, so we were, you know, in the uh, kind of fell off the cliff for a few years, um, you know, did some consulting and stuff, you know, to keep the engines going. Uh, we came into market around 2012. Um, and then since then have done a few different things, but everything has been focused around enterprise collaboration, uh, events, learning, training, and so forth. Also dabbled in a couple of B2C ventures in the middle as well. So, Got a fair sense um, that I certainly uh, have a big passion for B2B. And, you know, so after dabbling in a few other things around, I realized that this is it. And so we've continued to be focused on that space. And Social 27 is uh, still a company. Um, and we are certainly um, back in virtual events in a very big way. Um, and certainly uh, what happened last year with COVID um, has been uh, in some ways, you know, a great way for us to be able to help our customers with the needs that are that came about because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very, very exciting journey you have there. But how would you say that, like, the COVID pandemic has affected the events? Like, what? How? How has it changed now compared to like early yeah. 2020? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, the the pandemic certainly brought in digital transformation that was supposed to happen over the next three to five years, it happened in three to five months. Because I think it was, it's not like people were not, they knew that this was going to happen. The people were just dragging their feet and just were comfortable in their way of doing things. And, you know, with COVID, we just were thrown into the future and we had to figure it out. Okay. So, I mean, being on camera in front of people was, I never did any of those calls, right? I mean, camera was always there. But the point is that all of us have to figure out like, okay, we're not gonna meet in person. Well, I gotta turn my camera on. I gotta figure out the lighting in my room and everything else. So the point is now the world has, you know, leapfrog into this new digitally transformed world. 
you know, and so I think it's not just events, it's everything that we do. Uh, why would I drive for an hour for a 30 minute meeting and then drive back in traffic? You know, so like a 30 minute meeting would cost me three hours of my very important part of my day, you know, whereas I could just do three or four meetings during that time, right? So it's just how we are um, and how the world has come to be. I think when it comes to events in particular, I would say um, certainly the scale, you know, so even when we started doing virtual events back in 2012, at that time, the technology wasn't fully there, you know, so the point when I say that means the live streaming and so forth, it wasn't as seamless as it is now. So yes, you know, uh, the focus has always been on the ability to be able to scale your event and or the project that you're working on by bringing in people who would have not been able to travel to that place, um, you know, uh, and it's, it's just that one, that's one biggest factor which people have realized um, a lot of companies in the beginning of 2020, when COVID just started, this was a plan B. It wasn't necessarily what they thought they would do for a while. But over the last year and a half, what we have observed, certainly with a lot of our clients, is that they've started seeing the, the value that, you know, adding a virtual or a hybrid component creates. You know, as I said earlier, it's the scale of all these people they'd never thought they could touch. And then also, I think it also has a lot to do with Financially, it certainly makes a lot of sense as well. You know, so you're able to get your ideas out there. You're able to like launch your product and whatever it be, but in many cases, less than 10% of what it will cost you. You know, so in, uh, you've got per attendee licensing in many cases at $10, $15 an attendee. I mean, that's the cost of a Coke and a sandwich, you know, in the lunch break, right? <laughs> so the point is, it's just, it makes sense in many ways. Um, there is cert I don't see that it's only going to be virtual. I think hybrid is certainly um, something which we are very much focused on and we are hearing it from every customer of ours. So I think the world is going to be hybrid, events, work, anything. I mean, it's going to be a hybrid world, including our cars, hopefully soon. So I mean, that's, so, uh, yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so what you're saying is that you don't think we're going to go back to fully, full physical events, more of hybrid, but how... Like, how does a hybrid event, like, how do you host a successful hybrid event? What part do you do virtual and what parts do you do physical? Okay, very good question, actually. So um, uh, every event, right, has a before, during, and after, right, a standard. So the point is, um, there are some things about an event that everybody loves, right? So keep those, for example, when we go to an event and let it be even a one day event or a five day big massive conference, um, what happens there, right? So we find ourselves in, in uh, these rooms from morning till evening, from nine to five, you know, listening to PowerPoints, right? So the point is, is that really a lot of value? I don't think so. I think the point is that, that all of that stuff, especially the introductory content, the 100 level, the 200 level stuff can be done all online before you even come to the event. And so from an event owner perspective, you're not having to rent out like tens, 20 or 50 rooms because you have to do morning till evening, you know, delivery of PowerPoints. Um, and from a attendee perspective, you already have a lot of knowledge before you actually go to the event. So in the pre-event phase, get your 100 level, 200 level content done. And then that's super easy to do. I mean, we all have been doing it right now through our Zoom and Microsoft Teams and so forth. Get it delivered, recorded, you know, and available. When people come to the actual event, they would have already had that knowledge. So the best part of being at an event is actually the networking, right? People come there to 
to talk to others, you know, from their industry to make connections, those side meetings, those lunches, taking out your customer for a nice dinner. Those are the things that people love and enjoy about in-person events. So keep all of that. Take out the friction of sitting on a seat for, from nine to five for four days in a row. Like, I don't think anybody likes that. Everybody's just, you know, zeroing out you know, of it literally day two. You know, so the point is keep the good stuff of in-person events, the friction, take it out, let people learn before they come to the events. So when they are there, it's actually more about rolling up your sleeves and getting into it and maybe even closing a deal versus what do you guys do? I mean, those questions should be before event, right? And so the other aspect, so this was the content piece. The other aspect is the networking and the deal making. Um, most B2B events are about, you know, introducing yourselves to new clients and or cementing relationships with existing clients. Um, so before the event itself, have the ability for you to be able to meet each other online. Our platform offers a pretty robust, you know, matchmaking through AI kind of a system where uh, we connect with others similar to you who might be looking, having similar areas of interest. And so you're able to then start having those uh, introductory calls or meetings before the actual event starts. Uh, so when you are there, your demos have been done, all that software has been done. So now you're talking about specific use case with that customer, you know, versus like, come to my booth and I'll show you what we do. I think that is all in the pre-event phase. So during event, it's about really using your time in the best possible way. Mm. So an event, traditionally, events have been email list generators, you want to take them away from email list generators to revenue generators, right? And this is how, you know, this hybrid strategy, you know, uh, put into place in proper way can make that happen. Mm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I definitely think that we will, <laughs> we won't go back to 100% uh, physical. There's definitely no point in doing that. But um, if we go back to where we are right now, where we still are in the virtual, 100% virtual, where we still can basically can travel and so on, how, how do you succeed with making a virtual event to be successful and engaging because that I know a lot of clients are struggling with that it's easy that it's just you know you just sit there and look in a screen and then you know a couple of days and then you're just tired <laughs> oh very true very true um yeah so I mean you're right that engaging especially when it comes to you know the world that you live in you know uh, it's about landing that content landing that message right so uh, I think yes there is the more you involve the people, the more engaging it becomes, right? So you have to have tools and ways and means of involving the people. Um, as, and I'll say it one more time. Most events are a monologue. You know, there's a chosen few who are given the opportunity to be the speakers and or moderators or whatever be. And 95% of the audience is just sitting there and watching these five people, right? That's not fun. So the point is that we are all, this is not kindergarten. That was probably the only time in the the teacher knew what was going on. Everybody else was just looking at the teacher. I mean, this is B2B. These people have lots of information in their minds. Give them the ability to talk about it, right? So I think the, the chosen few, the speakers, their job is to spark the minds of the people. And then that 95% has to have the ability to take that message and have the tools available to actually start that fire, right? So you, that's the spark happens there. The speakers, the chosen agenda is not the fire. The fire is when you take that spark and you really sort of like, you know, do something about it. So we actually um, have taken lots of inspiration from how content is consumed online and how, you know, collaboration has happened online. So, I mean, again, this uh, Spotify is one of the companies I always uh, quote. And again, it's from your part of the world. The point is, I think Spotify 
completely came in and, and took over that whole industry because it gave the power to the user, right? So it, it was like, tell me what you want and let me help you, you know, find the best, you know, of your interests. So that is the exact same thing that we do, you know, in our way of doing things, which is like something called areas of interest, just like genres of music in Spotify. So you chose your areas of interest. Uh, you know, there might be 10 or 12 different areas of interest under an event. And then based upon that, you know, we help the event personalized for your tastes and connect you with other people who have similar tastes and the kind of content they're watching. So it becomes like this collaborative, you know, environment where you feel that you are in control versus the other way around. So the more you feel you are in control, you want to engage with that content because it becomes more relevant for you, right? So the goal is get the speakers going, let them talk about, you know, the amazing ideas, then let people be able to also create their own mini event inside there. We have something called round tables, right? So which is anybody can fire up a round table, uh, which is about six person conversation or a boardroom, which is a 30 person, 30 person conversation. Anyone inside the audience can start a topic and have this so-called mini session inside there so that the other people can gather around, you know, and be like, hey, I like what you're talking about. This is interesting. Let me see, you know, if I can add something to it. You know, so it's about, as I said earlier, giving people the right tools of them being able to express themselves and be able to share those ideas that they just got sparked when they were in that session and then discuss those things with their peers. And once you discuss those things with your peers and that is when you start engaging, right? Those are the conversations or side meetings that we all love at in-person events as well. And the next immediate step after that is, okay, I heard the great you know, speaker, I've got Spark, I've talked to my peers, this is awesome, I wanna, really wanna do something in this space. Now, who should I go to? Who are the experts in here? Who are the companies that are providing the solutions and services in this space? And that is your expo hall, your showcase, right? So that is the next immediate action, which is let me go and find the people who have done this well, so I can use their help to maybe implement this in my company. So having that immediately available right away in a seamless fashion, with recommendations is, you know, kind of what um, I think really helps to uh, make an event successful and engaging. I always also use the analogy of, you know, um, people have to kiss many frogs to find a prince or a princess. I mean, that is standard at events, right? We have to, I don't know, bump into many, many people and we're like, God, 90% of these cards are not going to go anywhere. You know, and the point is, why should I, people have to kiss 100 frogs to find a prince or a princess? Like the system should help you find, you know, that prince or princess, you know? So that is what we are focused on. More relevance I can give the attendee in terms of the interaction, they will engage more because they'll find value in it. Yeah, <clears throat> very, very interesting. Uh, I think also uh, a lot of uh, marketeers are like struggling a little bit, like how do you plan a virtual event? Like where do you start? What software do you need? How do you... Like yeah, what, 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 what do you what would you say that you need to be able to host a successful virtual event? Do you need multiple software? Do you need one software? Do you need yeah? <laughs> what tools do you need to succeed? Yeah, so I think that is certainly a, a question on everybody's mind, and it is a tough question to solve for because uh, there is. I mean, this is a massive opportunity in the market, and there is. I mean, I'll tell you, beginning of twenty twenty. We were one among 10 virtual event platforms and now there's like 10 new ones every month. So the thing is, there is a lot of noise in the market. Again, uh, I would even say something as simple as a Zoom call could be a virtual event, right? 
But then I think for me, I consider this to be technically more of a call slash a webcast. An event is where people are involved. Everybody's engaged and involved. It's beyond just a one-way you know, monologue. So the networking aspect, the ability to bring in solutions and services and all that, I think those three pillars of an event, the ability to deliver content and have people engage with that content, the ability for people to network and create their own you know, uh, mini event inside, and the ability to have a very robust solution and services you know, showcase. I think these, all of these three are very important. Um, and their seamless integration with each other and the seamless flow with each other is what the right environment should be. So I think there is multiple platforms out there which do provide these services at this stage. Um, you know, so does ours, you know, but I think there is certainly a lot of opportunities available in the market right now from a platform perspective. I think once you get to those platforms, there might be five or six that you feel meet your needs. I think then it really comes down to, um, do they have experience in your industry? I think it is important. Uh, the second thing also is, what kind of help can they bring for you? So there's a lot of self-service platforms out there. Um, we are a bit of a hybrid model in that as well, because we still feel that um, even though, I mean, I think that event owners really know what they're doing in terms of their audience. I don't know any company in the world which already doesn't have their favorite event planning vendor. I think they've worked with them for years. They all have their favorites. So yes, continue having all of that, but your virtual event platform becomes an extension of your team. But they have to be involved from a human perspective as well. We personally feel that it is very important. So when you choose your platform, you also have to choose a platform which actually brings in people who understand your event, understand what you're trying to achieve. Because in the virtual world, um, I don't see events as a point in time, even though the word event is a point in time, right? So I see them as a continuum which is as a pre-phase, as a during phase, and then certainly an after phase. And the learnings you have from your during the event and after the event sparks additional events inside that you know, environment. You know, so it's a continuum. And so this is more of a ongoing relationship. So you have to have a platform which can actually support you know, this kind of a strategy, right? So the whole point in time events, let's go one year to Las Vegas and burn a million dollars and they'll do a massive event and then come back home. I think it is so 1984. The point is now it's all about continuous engagement with your customer. You know, and that is exactly what you guys do, right? From a marketing perspective. So you have to keep your customer and that community engaged over a long period of time and then keep on giving them the right information, right? So the event platform has to also be certainly um, where it can give you lots of insights, right? So in, especially in the B2B space, I mean, and you know what I'm talking about, figuring out the intent of your customer is everything. Because we do everything under the blue sky to try to figure out the intent. We throw eBooks at them, webinars, and try to gather you know, all these different signals as to understand what are they in the market for? You know, and how can I craft the best you know, proposal for them to actually have them give me this business? So now, believe me, the events are the most untapped and the most powerful source of that information. Because at an event in a very short period of time, your customer is going to leave so many signals, the content that they watch, the people that they talk to, the connections that they made, the documents that they downloaded. Normally, this would have been a drip campaign over five months in Marketo. But now you've got all those actions happening in a matter of hours. So now would you not want to shave off you know, five months of time and put that into five hours and really gather that intent information and then craft the right message, right? So that, I think, is the most powerful thing about 
how you know uh, you can do these things and that is why the platform which is not just a point in time but something that can support your marketing journey or sales journey on an ongoing basis i think is the right platform to go for Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Really good, uh, really good answer. Um, and I know we've been talking a little bit about how now we were talking about the events and how to host them successfully. But do you have any ideas and insights on how to successfully market a virtual event? How how do you? I mean, it's it's. I guess it's quite similar to how you get people to attend a, a physical event, but. Anyways, what's your best advice on how to get people to sign up for your virtual event? Okay, great. Um, I would say it's similar, but it's still different because it's different experiences. Um, I think um, what we have realized, and I think even the industry is realizing that very soon, is um, it's like, for example, in the past, you know, e-commerce. You know, like how people would start doing e-commerce, they'll take their in-person, you know, um, brick-and-mortar store, the catalog of all those items, and just put it online. Right? That was beginning of e-commerce and then what they did was like no no this is not how it's done that, that's a good start in the same way by just saying like well this is my agenda this is how we've been always doing it every year i'm just going to put it online and then expect people to come i'm going to charge them a lot of money for it it's that has worked because those are the only ways of getting information from those specific people and that was the only way to meet customers was that because customers never come out they're never out in the open they're hiding behind their desk and the only time they come out is during an event so the point is now What do you need to do in order to get people to come to these things, virtual or, or, or anything in the future? I mean, even in-person events into the future will require different strategies. So I think it all goes back to how we consume content again online, right? It is all about what I refer to as a trailer to the movie. Okay, so you have, you cannot just be like, well, here's pictures of 10 people who are going to be there. Here's a one pager and then come to my event and pay me a lot of money and hopefully you'll get some value out of it. So I think having the ability for that pre-event phase but there's multiple, um, you know, ticket types, right? So then you can start engaging the way you want. I think take a lot of cues, you know, from the online world where you are brought in, for example, again into Spotify free, right? And then you start experiencing the value of that and then you upgrade, right? The same exact thing and I think needs to happen in any event environment going forward where you are able to come in, you're able to get some of that information pre-event already, And again, this information doesn't only need to live on that virtual event environment. This information can actually be mobilized in all of those places where your customers are, right? So for example, you could be create something as simple as you have 10 amazing speakers, create short versions or like these two minute versions of their, of their uh, topic that they're going to talk about. Put that out on YouTube, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, everywhere. And then the customer, sorry, the, the speaker in the end says, by the way, We're doing some pre-event stuff, you know, so come over to the XYZ place. So it's just entice the customer, the, the end customer, the attendee with, you know, those mobilized pieces of content, get them in into the platform environment and let them choose their path. Like do not put a lot of friction and, you know, lots of barriers. 
to their entry because you know you will actually miss a lot, a lot of those people. Let them in and then let them upgrade as and when they see value in something, right? So I think that is something which we'll have to force ourselves to do in this new world because now people are for real. They are they are used to getting information anytime, anywhere, on any device, on any. You know, so the point is that has become real. So we cannot just be like, no, this is going to be a paid thing. I will not tell you how what value you're going to get. Here's the brochure from last year, some pictures from last year. Look, everybody was really happy. Yeah, were they happy because they were drinking or because they had great content? Nobody knows. The point is that, no, you will have to create value in advance. Like everything happens online, right? You always, you know, we like something, we buy it. It's not buy it first and then experience, right? So the point is people are not used to that anymore and they will not accept it anymore. So yes, give them a, a, a peak, you know, a, a valuable enough information for them to make that decision that they do want to pay that extra money and sign up for and register for your event and maybe even show up for the in-person version of that, right? Mm-hmm. So in reality, um, the way I think the world is going to be, it's already happening right now, but certainly in the very near future is you cannot uh, ring fence things. You cannot put things behind a fence. You cannot put them behind a wall and expect, accept people, expect people just to show up. They won't. Mm-hmm. The point is you have to give them the right value. You have to show relevance and they have to feel it because then now they're going to go online and they're also going to review your event, right? They're going to make a lot of those, you know, as soon as things start coming online, reality starts coming out, right? So it's going to, people will review your event and say, yeah, I had a great time and, or the value was not there, you know? So it's all going to become, we have to start thinking more about how the online world works versus trying to fit everything that we did offline into this new world, right? So it has to be shift in thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good. And I mean, it's um, it's getting harder too, right, to compete with all other virtual events. It was a little bit easier before because uh, <laughs> not everyone hosted physical events, but now everyone has access to creating webinars and virtual events. Mm-hmm. Then it makes the competition to get people's attention even even harder. So you need to be smarter. But um, yeah, I really enjoy uh, talking to you, but I know <laughs> that you are a busy guy, so uh, I'm gonna get the, let you go soon. Uh, but my last question is, if people want to um, learn more about you and Social27, where should we send them? Oh, well, you can just come to our, our website, social27.com or hit us up on LinkedIn. You know, we are Social27 on LinkedIn. I mean, that's a great place uh, just to also see other things that we do, customers, testimonials, and just, you know, how we think about events overall. So, yeah, I think that'll be the best place to start. Great. Thank you so much uh, for this interview and uh, have a wonderful day. No, same here as well. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I know I'm again, look forward to uh, maybe continuing dialogue down the road, but yeah, certainly exciting times ahead of us. Uh, you know, so yeah, just cannot wait um, for what will unfold in the next few months. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.